Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. My body's swapping. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. I'm Brendan Levi. (laughs) (gasps) This is what this movie has done to people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. (laughs) We haven't got to that part yet. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2017 comedy Sam, starring Natalie Knepp, Sean Clyer and Morgan Fairchild, where an alpha New York City male is magically transformed into a beautiful girl, falls in love, and learns what it means to be a woman. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. Face Off. Face Off. Now, before you get started, Paul, in that description, there was like, Half of it was true. Those people did star in the movie. The rest is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a yeah. comedy. It wasn't dramatic. <laughs> Nobody learns but- what it means to be a woman. <laughs> Before we even get to Sam, though, I do want to talk about some exciting news that's related to the thing we talk about every episode, oh. which mm-hmm. is fa- Face Off. It's getting a, a sequel. sequel. Oh, my God. So there was like all these rumors about a like a reboot or a remake, and then a director, Adam Wingard, um, the guy that did It Follows, uh, got attached to it this week. Wait a second, and then, yeah, the well, the director from It Follows, yeah. really? Yeah. And uh, when people asked him about it, he's like, "Oh no, it's not a reboot. I'm making a remake. It's going to have Travolta and Cage in it." So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a sequel. So I'm, I'm very excited. I guess this is a real like call to arms to our listeners because I want to be able to review the original Face Off before the sequel to Face Off comes out. Yeah, I was going to say, so what are we, we going to do? Yeah, we need those reviews. By the director and writer of It Follows. Yes. So it could know. actually be really good. But he also did like the Death Note remake, which I know a lot of people hated. So it could go either way, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. But he also did Under the Silver Lake, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Okay. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Brendan just jizzed his pants. Anyway. (laughs) So on to Sam. This film was written and directed by legendary comedian Mel Brooks's 57-year-old son, (laughs) who has worked alongside his father for decades. Does this film feel like the work of someone with that pedigree? (laughs) (laughs) No, of course. (laughs) No. 
I just you I, you might maybe just have to cut this out, but it's like you sent us the red carpet and then like an interview, like a little interview with Mel Brooks, like it humanized it all way too much. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do this because it, I really it was hilarious too because it wasn't the red carpet; it was his father trying to like escape out the like it's like a, on a it's in a stairwell. Yeah, yeah. it is. Oh my uh, god! Uh, with Mel Brooks in the stairwell, who was trying oh. to escape being interviewed about this film. <laughs> but he was like, "Oh, it's such a it's such a great picture. I'm so I'm so proud of my son." Like, what really? you gonna say? What else are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like at his age and where he is in his career, he could just say, "Ah, oh, oh, this is a piece of shit." He paid for the whole thing. Apparently, exactly. like he bankrolled this whole film himself. Really? Um, what was the budget? I, I don't know the exact budget, but like in an interview with the the son, he's like, "Yeah, my dad was very generous with all his money making this film happen." <laughs> was he? But it's like, funny considering that Mel- he gave him anything, I guess that's very generous considering the script. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's funny though because Mel Brooks he describes his son as a kid in those interviews as well. And the guy's 57 years old. So, like, well, this, this movie came out in 2015, so he would have been, what, 52? It came out in 2017. But, oh, yeah. my God. Um, no, no, he was 57 when he made this film, is what I'm saying. He's not 57 now. He's older oh, now. Oh, then it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like that's emblematic. Like, if he still regards his 57-year-old son as a kid... And it would have, I feel like it would have been like, oh, you know, he's doing his best. You know, he wasn't <laughs> holding him to any kind of standards as anyone that, that would have actually, you know, if you hired just anyone else to do this film. Yeah. Like you look at this, you look at the film and I see a lot of love on the do screen. Do I have to look at it? <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't, I personally don't think this is the worst that we've seen. Like, I think we've seen a lot worse than this film. I mean, there are a lot of problems with it, and I'm not going to go away with it saying it was a good film. But it did try some different things. It did try some different things, and it has elements that are good. It tried one different thing, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Two. Yeah. Two, maybe. (laughs) It did a lot of things the same as all the other films. It's like, oh, okay, so they stole that from that, they stole that from that. And, like, this is the sub-genre that that mm. is like there's a reason that like the depths of the internet there's like chat rooms about these movies and this, <laughs> this these movies is why it's like this movie hates women and then there's like a weird like sex thing that like maybe men don't want to actually talk about but it actually is their kink yeah. it's like this is this is why <laughs> Yeah, I can't work out if this film is very heteronormative or if it's incredibly queer. And, like, watching the whole film, I can't, like, going away from it, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Okay, so you do the (laughs) plot because we've got to get into why. So the film uh, centres around Sam, who is a misogynist. And I have to say, this is part of the subgenre we call misogyny swaps, where a, a misogynist man turns into a woman in order to learn how to treat women well or have a greater understanding of women. I'd say with the other misogyny swaps we've done, the guys generally, they probably don't treat women 
well, but it's more of a out of a place of selfishness for themselves. This guy has Legit. like an outright hatred. hatred. Yeah, hatred. <laughs> hatred for women. Mm-hmm. And he actually came off as like a psychopath or like yeah, completely. Like a Patrick Bateman type like I could if this film ended up with him murdering a girl after he hooked up with it, it wouldn't have felt out of place. Yeah, I feel like his third <laughs> his third line or something in the movie is women are demented. It's like Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it was over the top. Like he, he genuinely hated everything about women. It had zero respect for them at all. Mm, and and um, the problem with this movie is, <laughs> is that you know you're saying it's that he, they swap so that he can learn like about the female experience, but they don't actually yeah. apply anything. They don't even try. They well, don't they completely even try. forget that. <laughs> They completely forget why he swapped. Like when they were writing the script, they yes. were like, "What? What are we doing here again?" I don't know. Let's make him fuck his friend. And then, yeah, exactly, exactly. The only thing that, yeah, ugh. because he hates women so much. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, it's like the only reason I'm going to treat women like normal people is because I had a relationship. So now it's like, oh, actually, maybe women are worth a damn. It's like. Give me mm. a break. Like, I don't know. There's a lot going on in Australian politics at the moment with this sort of thing and our prime minister, like, not being able to, uh, you know, put himself in a, in a position to think about women as human beings. So, um, this really frustrated me. So what you're saying is we should show Scott Morrison, Sam. <laughs> No, no. no, you, Paul, <laughs> need to write the ideas. opposite. You need to write the opposite of Sam and make that movie and show that to Scott Morrison. So where a, f- a woman turns into a man to realise how hard we've got it. <sighs> I no, quit. No. I officially <laughs> quit. Okay, so the film's about Sam. He's uh, like a terrible womanizer. and he's at a Bucks show. Uh, oh, sorry, what do they call them in? Everywhere else in the world, a Bucks party, a stag? I guess. Stag party. Um, and, uh, he gets super drunk. It's bachelor, and then- it's bachelor party. <laughs> bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. That, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he gets super drunk and leaves the party before everyone else. And as he's wandering home, he comes across this ye oldie spe- specialty shop and decides to walk in for no reason. Yeah. And in there, um, there's an an old boring man who sits him down and talks about American history. <laughs> and during this American history lesson, he drinks a, a, a mug of tea, which I guess has magical powers. Mm. Um, and he and teaches then- him that women can do more than just be sexual objects, like being a sexual object. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he tells him the story about how a woman saved like the civil war or whatever by pretending to want to fuck a whole bunch of soldiers so they wouldn't attack the other side. While they escaped, yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh then the next morning he wakes up and he's turned into a sexy lady. It's your average buddy swap. Uh he finds out by reaching for his penis. Uh, when he goes to pee and there's nothing there. It's quite an extended se- uh, sequence, though, of him, like, reaching for his thighs and screaming. Yeah, he is terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his best friend happens to be a, a gynecologist, so the first thing he does is go to the gynecologist's office and storm in 
during someone else's exam and uh, doesn't say who he is, but he's like, what the fuck? I turned into a, a chick. What the hell's happening? Mm-hmm. And the best friend, like, doesn't believe it at all and kicks him out. But to placate him, takes a strand of his hair and promises that he'll get it DNA tested. Yeah, and so it's like, against what? Like... There's already like a flaw. Like you- no, you didn't. You missed it because this guy's been slamming so much ass that he has his like DNA on profile from all the pregnancy tests that he keeps getting for for his friend. <laughs> like, right. Sure. I think that was did, the explanation, wasn't it? Did they say it? Did they say that? I yeah, like that that's well. why he had his DNA already on file. Because okay, of, I'm just like, going to say if, if Paul missed it and I missed it, then he, like. You're not, you writing it, you're not writing your <laughs> script properly. Like, <laughs> So the best friend has this shrew of a girlfriend that is just constantly berating him for not wanting to have sex with her enough. And she's like being super demanding on like what their wedding's going to be like. Yeah, this is funny because I didn't think she was that like that bad. Until- <laughs> oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> Katrina, Katrina was like, "What are you talking about, Brendan?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's like I, I know this guy hates her, but I've it's clearly established he just hates women. So, yeah. like, all I saw was, you know, that he was like, you know, they were trying to have sex, and he was like not into it or whatever, and it had happened a few times, and he keeps, you know, yeah. going to see his friend instead. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, well- that's understandable. Like, that's rough." Yeah, I mean, she had a point. Like, every time she tried to have sex with her boyfriend, he couldn't get it up because he was thinking about his best friend. And then every time she wanted to spend time with him, he would leave the room so he could go spend time with the best friend. And i got to tell you, like, this really affirms a lot of, like, what it's like to date in your 20s. It's like your boyfriends are never interested in you and they would die for their male friends. Like, they would do anything for them, but they wouldn't fucking piss on you if you were on fire. So, I mean, that's, uh, (laughs) you know, that's real. Also, I'm in my 30s now, so I'm like, not. that's not my experience. <laughs> Do you think if the, those friends were in women's bodies, they would have absolutely like, I mean, look, Brendan, I'm not, each other? I'm not going to lie. It, it was pretty borderline with, like, male on male. I'm like, you guys are obsessed <laughs> with each other. <laughs> and, like, that's good for you. But it's like, if this is your truth, just go and live it and let me, like, find a nice boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like at one point, uh, so Sam in his female form is trying to prove to the best friend that it's him. And he's like recalling all stories about his best friend. And he's like, I know on March 3rd, you got your first blowjob at this time in this location. Like, who memorizes the date Dates. and time <laughs> yeah. of their best friend's blowjobs? Yeah. <laughs> so they are obsessed with each other. This whole movie was just about how they wanted to have sex with each other. So maybe this movie is cleverer than we think. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I, I like picked up on it. And I but wish I think it leans into it more. I think it's an accident. I don't think they actually, <laughs> it was their intention. Is it an accident? Because the way it ends is them fucking. <laughs> yeah, but like- of course she has to stay in a female form. It's like, yes. heaven forbid. It's like, look, you're in love with that dude's personality. Like, just fucking <laughs> own it. And, you know, she shouldn't have had to go through, like, a magical whatever. It's just, do you know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> 
Yeah, I like it. Yes, I would have liked a version of this movie that was just the two guys realizing they're in love with each other and then having like sexy makeout sessions. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I would rather have watched that for two hours for sure. Paul, do you own that movie already? <laughs> I, I definitely know where to stream it. This is what I'm saying. This this is why this is why this is a kink for some people. Um. All right. So. Eventually, he realizes, like, he has a feeling that, you know, Sam was on the level when he said that he's now a woman. So he does get the DNA tested and realizes, oh, and the DNA guy rings back and he's like, yes, it's the most close ma- DNA match between a female and a man I've ever seen. Yeah, the scientist who, like, decided to make a phone call against a filing cabinet in the corner of the room. (laughs) i got to tell you, these sets, i got to tell you. (laughs) This film, you know how I always talk about how all these movies that were made in the last five years, they look like they were made in 2003? The 90s. This is the 90s. (laughs) This is, like, a main offender of that. The fashion, hideous. The sets, hideous. And, like... And and also, like, Sam is legit living in a small hotel room. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they don't even try to hide it at all. You can see the um, fire escape uh, map on the door. <laughs> and I, I, I don't give a shit. Like, f- fuck you, everybody made this. The cameraman was so lazy. He couldn't even, like, set up a shot where he, like, sat down. Like, it's yeah. like every shot is, like, looking down on people because he's just yeah. like, ah, I can't bend my knees. I've got to stand up. <laughs> Yeah, or the, there's a shot where they're on uh, walking down the sidewalk and then Sam walks away from him and he stays in the foreground and she's going away and he can't center it properly. So then we're just looking at the guy's chin and nothing else. They, yeah, just like, cut, so many was, shots have just cut off faces. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, was this really the best you could do? This was the best And then the, the follow shot. focus, like half the time you're supposed to be focused on someone's face and like they're pulling it out of shot and stuff. Ugh. Mel Brooks's <laughs> hard-earned money. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. And and um, the guy couldn't even be bothered editing a se- like two scenes together. So every scene ends on a fade out and fade, fade out, in. Fade in. Yeah. Ah. Every scene. <laughs> It's like film students know not to do this shit. Like year 12 fucking high school film students wouldn't do this shit. Like learn how to use an establishing shot to stitch two scenes together. Yeah, the amount of fade in and fade outs, I'm like... Has six days passed? Is it a month? Like, <laughs> but it's literally it's like, the is one this day. a dream sequence? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, Sam decides to uh, pretend a complete ripoff of Switch, with this, which this film completely just takes whole swaths out of, pre- pretends to be his own cousin in order to be able to continue to work at his workplace. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know a workplace in the world where you could just go, oh, um, my cousin's just going to be filling in for me for the next, like, indefinite amount of time. That's all right, <laughs> isn't it? It'd be like, no. It, yeah. It's just- <laughs> I don't approve. So uh, his workplace, uh, what I didn't mention, his boss is like as much of a sleaze bag as him, but just ugly and old to boot as well. And he's just like every girl that goes past, he has to sexually assault in some way. Like the poor girls at this office are just like, well, I think I feel like 
at least if this was in real life by now, they would all be getting sweet payouts because they were getting me too'd for like months <laughs> on end. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, like, like and it's it's not even like hell. it's no there's no nuance to it. It's no like oh like he's making a point. It's like this stuff is just literal like two dimensional like villain pulling his mustache kind of like sexual yeah. harassment, yeah. which is just clear yeah. blatant. Like, yeah, of course this is sexual harassment. This whole movie, yeah. I was just going, save us Heather Fink. You know, the way like yeah. she actually <laughs> did <sighs> flip it. Like, yeah. I, I well, just, yeah. yeah. That, my, I thought about Heather Fink as well. My thing was just so, I was just so annoyed. Cause I'm like, they're using an Ari Alexa cat. Like this camera costs, Hundred, no, not hundreds, like thousands upon thousands of dollars, and just all these, these like you know, they they obviously hired a like a New York set and all these things, and I'm like, they had so much money, and it looks mm-hmm. still like this, and here we have someone just who doesn't have a, a rich fucking famous dad, and mm-hmm. they're like putting their whole li- like life on the line to 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 put well, a film and together, hustling to do it, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and if you look at the credits of the actors they got for this film, these are established actors. Like yeah. they might not be, they might not be like the biggest names out there, but they're all like working actors who are on mm. like prime time NPC shows and HBO shows and all these kind of things. And I genuinely think like the main two actors are charismatic as fuck. Like if they were like if I just wish the script was good enough for them. They elevated it as much as they possibly could. Mm. Yeah, this film just fails them on every yeah. level. Mm. Um, so I feel like you really need to do the plot, but as you can tell, <laughs> as you can tell, there are no stakes. There's no time. There's no like time limit. There's no. It's just it, until right at the end. It's just like like right at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. You've yeah. you've basically established this is the plot, and then everything just is sort of like. Oh, let's just go here and there. All right, let's tie it up. Like, there's no yeah. actual like you know gen like storyline that continues and follows for each like you know point. You know. Yeah. So when he goes, when he in the female body goes to work, his boss is continuously trying to sexually harass him. So he's kind of learning what it's like to be sexually harassed in the workplace because that's what it, it apparently takes is to have your body swapped and then get it sexually assaulted to know that you're doing it to other people. To see, yeah, to see that and go, oh, that's not the nicest thing to do. Yeah, but I feel like they don't even really address it or explore it properly. No, he he mm. doesn't at all look at it and go, oh. That was me, or anything like that. Yeah, if, yeah, anything, if anything, he gets a fucking cookie because you know there's like another girl in the office who talks to mm. him in the swapped form, and it was like, oh, I really miss your cousin. Like under all of mm. that, I could tell he was a really he was good a nice guy. guy. It's like no bullshit. He's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's literally- like girl. It's like girl. You deserve better. Like women yeah. do not like. If you can learn anything from this, is you do not need to settle for men like this. It's like it was better to be alone for a lifetime than to be like because he's secretly in love with his best friend and he wants to kill all women (laughs) yes i i wrote in my notes when she was saying that no margaret what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) and that's Um, all i could think uh, all i could think about was margaret and him like that was the actual tension of whether or not he would turn back into a man or not i'm like oh my god Margaret's in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, like, the boss never gets his comeuppance as well. He just 
he just comes out of the film and he's still This is what I mean. He's still it's being like a sleazebag to everyone. They don't right. ever, you know, it's like it's spo- these are what it's supposed to touch on these themes and people are supposed to learn lessons and and they're not there. It's very frustrating. Mm. If anything, it just reaffirms everything because everything he goes through is like stereotypes that are just reaffirmed. So, yeah. like, he's yeah. supposed to be like baller at his job, and then he goes in as a woman, and all of a sudden he's stressing about it. He's hiding under his desk, and he's like yeah. constantly on edge about it. Yeah, mm. and the boss goes, "Oh, you know, you might need to like, like, deal with your appearance a bit more." And, like, <laughs> it, even that, he doesn't really, like, it's like, oh, this is bullshit. It, it shouldn't matter what I look like like if my work is exactly the same. And then, you know, he goes through all this, like, rigorous shit. You know, it's like gets, basically gets a beauty pageant coach so yeah. that he can look hot enough for his job. Yeah. And even then he's not like, this is exhausting. Like, women have to go through so much to just, like, get a seat at the table. Yeah, it's like it's supposed. He's supposed to change everything about himself: the way he eats, talks, dresses, yeah. everything. And it's dealt with in a thirty-second montage, and then at the end of it, he's just doing it, and it's fine. Yeah, and also <laughs> and- like I love that the choice that they made to show, you know, like the butterfly emerging from the cocoon is. I'm like, this the the hat. This is what <laughs> you, you're gonna show us. Like that was yeah. she was a hot girl. We'll go into it, but I'm like. Yeah. Why are you putting this, this fucking hat on this girl? <laughs> yeah, this hideous olive green dress. It's like gross, yeah. awful, hate it. Yeah. And even like uh, at the end she goes to a wedding and she goes back to the to the beauty coach and he fits her in this dress and it's like ugly. It's okay. And they're all like, this is the most <laughs> stunning dress I've ever seen. Okay. And, and like, every other can't girl even, is like, going to hate Come down, you. do a pan up to like reveal or anything. It's just she just pops out from behind the rack. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> but, like, can you trust any, like, master makeover guy? All he has in his, um, like, studio is racks and racks of, like, caftans that look like old women Disgusting. in Florida yeah, wear. Yeah, it looks, like- <laughs> it looks like they were all thrown away. Like, some, like, horrible design had been like, oh, actually, nobody wants these. And they had threw yeah. them all away. And they were like, these can be the props. This can be, this one rack can be. <laughs> And the yeah. whole set as well just looked like one office building and it was like, mm-hmm. this can be the dude's makeover salon, this can be the office, yeah. this can be the gynecologist's yeah. office. It was just like props were so badly placed around and it just was like. Yeah. Quick, uh, put a photocopy of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe and, so and, bad. And again, like, you know, people can go, oh, well, this is an indie film. But as we said, Heather Fink did – this thing, either the this exact kind of movie on a very very small budget, yeah. and made something that looked professional, yeah, and had varied sets and looked like places people would actually be in and work in. Why couldn't this film do it? Do the same? Oh my god! Thing? I hope Heather listens so to this. much more. Like, you, I will message her. You, I know because she'll be furious. Save she'll be us, like, Heather. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, and I uh, we ha- have to also mention. Probably the guy doing her makeover is a gay stereotype, just like the makeover sequence in um, The Sex Trip, which is another film that's quite similar to this one. Yeah. So, okay, so we had the makeover, and then then her and the best friend start spending more time with each other when he finally um, realises that it's his best friend in the female body. 
but in turn that creates makes his relationship with his shrew girlfriend like that starts to break down um because she's convinced he's in love with Sam I guess um <laughs> Uh, getting to well, the point the where fuck, I, I yeah. get start, I, I get like fed up, and I don't want to talk about the plot anymore. Um, <laughs> and we've digressed so many times. We should make it a thing that you just have to do it in thirty seconds, and you just like snap yeah. and do it. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Sam, you know, starts realizing at first that she's like not horny in her new body. She just can't get horny. Um, so she brings it up to a. F- he um to the friend and he's like well females are very complicated they can only get horny if they're very attracted to the person they're going to have sex with and that's the only way that they can achieve anything it's like you don't know anything about women you (laughs) fucking moron (laughs) i was like you know i've never you know I've seen a vagina in person once. I'm not an expert, but oh I'm pretty God, sure what, this is right. Oh, my God, what, when you were born? <laughs> Twice then. Um, yeah, I got a lap dance once, and it was a mistake. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> did, everyone, did everyone know that you were gay? Was this- no, I was trying to be, act straight in front of a guy I had a Spot crush on. the movie. This, the whole rest of the podcast needs to be about this, or we need to do a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so wait, anyway. you were trying to impress him by showing how much you were like horned like, up i'm just one of the bros you can take your shirt off in front of me it's all <laughs> good <laughs> anyway <laughs> um all right so uh where were we okay yeah i'm pretty sure even i was pretty sure that that what he was saying was bullshit um about yeah, it, female it's like it's, it's doing that thing it, you know it's like it, it's it's boiling women down to all one way and it's the same thing of you know that he swaps and then he realizes oh like you know women are people because he has feelings for someone it's like that that's not how it works like it's just so frustrating and so lady vaginas and they don't work unless they have an emotional attachment to the guy that they're doing it with yeah Mm. that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh wait um, no uh so anyway Eventually, uh, Sam starts realizing that she is feeling something in her vagina for her best friend, which is a, you know, snafu because he's always thought of himself as like super straight and like banging all these chicks. And suddenly his male best friend is making his vagina tinkle. And eventually she reveals to him that um, she is achieving orgasm six times a day. thinking about her best friend. (laughs) Um, So at that point, they finally um, make out, which is uh, what we've all been waiting for. I have to say, out of all the films that we've watched, I've never been, like, I've never wanted, (laughs) I never wanted the two main characters to fuck more than I have in this film. (laughs) Like, the whole film, I was just like, just fuck already. Like, like, I'll give them that, that they had chemistry. And, like, I did want them to get together. I just found it so confusing that they were pretending, like, they were really, like, confused about it. Like, he was like, so who are you thinking about when you're touching yourself? (laughs) 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 Disgusting. They were, like, so, they were so flirty. And then all of a sudden she, like, puts it out there and he's like, oh, what? 
What's going on? <laughs> I just feel like this movie is very insulting to people that like have had to struggle with their like. Nah, I, I this per- I think what the film is positing is that the the main character of Sam didn't have an attraction to men until he became a woman, and then the chemicals in his brain of the like pheromones, yes, uh, the pheromones yeah, well, and everything. So it's pretty much saying like. That queer people don't exist. Yes. Is what this yes. 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 Yeah. That that's like, what I was trying to say. But like, I'm so mad yeah. that the words were just <laughs> failing me. Yeah. Um. There's also like uh, at one point, uh, the best friend asks Sam, uh, "What's it like to be a woman?" And Sam says, "It's like you have all these extra like receptors and all these extra senses and." I can walk into a room and eat and straight away know if the females in the room are happy, horny, or sad. Oh, yeah. Didn't you guys know that women are, like, psychic? Yeah. Yeah, like, all all women. Yeah, we've got all these extra dials. Yeah, that's real. Okay. I was wondering about that, but uh, thanks for confirming. <laughs> I mean, at least they're saying there that men are just dumb and don't listen to anything and can't pick up on subtext. So, you know. The other thing this film uh, posits is that, like, female fast talking is uh, is another language that men can't understand, but women can. And confirms it. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I hadn't been aware of this, but, yeah, the film starts with two women, like, talking really fast, and Sam and his best friend are like, oh, I don't know what they're saying. Well, it's like, how's about you fucking ask the women in your life, like, what are their, like, interior thoughts? What are their, like, hopes? And it's like, just fucking ask women. Like, we're not a fucking other species. (laughs) We're human beings. It's just like, you just don't care. Well, yeah. (laughs) But once again, this film... (laughs) Doesn't it doesn't actually make that point. It no, actually it just doesn't. reaffirms everything that he believes. That's what he, in the swapped form. That's what he should have learned. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, we yeah, should just yeah. listen. Like, and he, he doesn't. Yeah. He's like, oh, I want to fuck my best friend now. It's just so funny watching this. The the day before, I was I was working at the cafe and I got into like a huge lengthy conversation with this guy who would not leave me alone. Like he followed me around the cafe as he wanted to explain to me that like women were like lesser beings, and I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) we like I've got a movie for you. (laughs) Well, I just heard him say something really dumb, and then I just said, "Mate, that's really dumb." (laughs) And he's like, nah, legit, man, I've been reading this book. And I'm like, your book's dumb. And so (laughs) he was like trying to get me. He was like, nah, man, come out with me Friday. You know, we'll we'll, like, I'll show you. Like, you know, and I'm like, you want me to come What was the fucking book? I can't remember. I had a, uh, it was, apparently it said that 80% of women like to be treated like shit. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> was That's, it written by one of Mel Brooks's sons, or because I was like, or was that uh, guy Mel Brooks's son? <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked at the back; it would have been him, like with his arms folded. <laughs> it's probably Jordan Peterson or like the that nagging dude, whatever that guy yeah. was, uh, the game uh, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Fuck yeah, watching this film was just like, oh man, like did this guy write this film? <laughs> 
Do you know the sad thing? This film has been made so many times and it will continue to be made so many times. And when I was reading, like, when I was, like, researching this, like, there's been versions of this movie for so long that yeah. I, I was looking at trailers from, like, there was one in the 80s called Cleo Leo and it, it was exactly the same and it was just as repugnant as this film. <laughs> like, yeah, and I wrote, like, my fourth note in in my notes is... Where do these movies come from? Like, it, th- there are so many of them. It's just like, what fucking pit of hell did they spring from? <laughs> but did you watch that the the red carpet uh, videos I said? Well, like you, I like said, the- I could watch five seconds of it. I'm like, I can- this cannot be humanized to me. I can't feel. Yeah, and it like like you said, Paul, it, uh-huh. the people that are in it, they're not all terrible actors. Like, they do the best with what they've got. It, yeah, it, it's in the writing and the yeah, it's in the writing. The main actress in the red carpet interview, she's like, "I just really <laughs> loved the beautiful journey my character went on, the journey of discovery, and you know, it was just and and it was really elevated by the beautiful direction." By but you Nicholas. can't like that's the game. It's not like she could have come up there and go, "Holy shit, <laughs> did you watch that?" can i take my name off it can they blow my face (laughs) i just wanted to like make connections with mel brooks basically yeah i heard mel brooks son was involved i thought it might help me because you know how hollywood is and my fucking career is based on (laughs) (laughs) yeah this film uh does uh deal with a period so we've seen this happen in the but sex it, trip where even it this had is, blood all over the walls but they so, don't uh, deal with it it's like oh fuck i've got my period <laughs> the end of the story it's like well are you actually yeah. going to talk about like the way you feel and what you had to do to deal with it and how there's like a fucking tax on tampons no you just you just said the word and then you move straight past it. Did the man even consult a woman with this script at all? Like, has he ever even met one? But again, we, we're destroying this film. I don't think even I didn't out destroy of the mis- it. I just watched it <laughs> and were laid back when I saw. But even in regards to the misogyny swaps we've watched, I don't think this is the worst. Okay, one. well then tell me which ones are. I think Sex Trip is worse than this. Okay, well, we're going to get to the rating section and I'll have some things to say. (laughs) All right. um, Well, should we get to Hot or Not? I just feel like a big hypocrite. (laughs) Why? I was like, that was a pretty bad gear shift. All right, let's now stop let's rate people on Let's stop talking about how repugnant this film is, and let's judge all these people by their appearance. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Everywhere. Everyone is beautiful, beautiful in their own way. way. 
I closed my eyes to try. I closed my eyes to do it. We all did. That's funny. (laughs) All right. So let's start with Natalie Nepp as Sam in his female form. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, I thought she was she was quite pretty. Like I don't I don't think the costume designer was kind to her in any way. Yeah, that poor girl with the hat. She didn't she didn't get one good outfit. At all, one in the entire film. And there was one scene, I don't know if you noticed, the scene where they're playing football in Central Park. They obviously had already done a whole bunch of takes. So at the beginning of the shot, before she even started playing football, her top was full of mud. Dirty. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if you're going to shoot a scene where the character's playing football, might want to like buy more than one of that jumper because you'll probably need it. This is but another. This is another thing as well. <laughs> is that like you know they make when when he is swapped into the woman, it, mm-hmm. she, he, she's like this massive slob, and it's like that dude was super well groomed. Like yeah, he, yeah. he spent that a was... lot of time on self care. It's like he, all of a sudden he was like disgusting. As a woman. Yeah, he was eating like uh, yeah. garbage. It's and, like yeah. as if, yeah. And and a guy knows, a guy knows at least what he finds attractive in a woman. So he would know how to dress himself and groom himself better than what he was doing. Like other films yeah. you've seen have shown that at least. Like even if he makes her look like a fucking, um, you skank. know, skank, <laughs> at least you know, at least. That's what he'd find attractive, but no one's going to find like she looked homeless. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, or, or, or what was even better was that there was a scene where she was wearing Chuck Taylors in a suit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. would you, know, you, you wear know, that? You're, yeah, you were a little boy who became a man. <laughs> that's 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 the outfit or- of a little man <laughs> going to, to, to work. <laughs> or, or, or look at me, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or there was one scene where he was wearing like a, a female powerish type suit, but a scarf. But he tied the scarf up like he would a tie. It's like you know that women don't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you fucking stupid? It's like even if you just wanted to wear a normal tie, that would make more sense. Like <laughs> you normally do. <laughs> but she was gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, everyone in this movie was attractive. You have to be, like Yeah. So Brock Harris as original Sam. Now this one I'm very conflicted on because on paper, if you gave me a still shot of him, I'm like, yes, that guy is sexy as fuck. But there's something about the way that he played this character that I feel like he would stab me in any moment. Yeah, and I'm saying the same thing. (laughs) He is, like, the reason when you go places you need to, like, cover your drinks and, like, never accept a drink from a man that a man has bought you Mm. and, like, leave it with your friend when you go to the bathroom. Like, he was red flag central. He was disgusting. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's weird. So I'm not giving him the hot. He doesn't deserve (laughs) it. I just yes. find it weird this misunderstanding of like a lovable asshole. Like yeah. they think just being a legit asshole, like uh, just a, a extremely mean person. Is, but I could is tell under all of that. Yeah, I could tell under all of that he's a good guy. It's like no, you can't. You just hate yourself. <laughs> yeah, she actually said I could tell he has a romantic heart. What the fuck? 
Margaret, what the actual fuck? And that is the patriarchy. Like Margaret has been raised to believe to believe that that is all that she deserves and that this is what uh, men are like. But really, they're good guys. It's like, no, this guy is a fucking rapist. See, this guy, I will be heartbroken if he doesn't get a heart. Because out of everything in this film, he really got me through this experience. Yeah, so the guy at the Sean, start, the one in the convenience sh- store, yeah, he was hot. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Clyer as Doc, the best friend. To be given like- to be given lessons on arousal from that guy. <laughs> no, nah, he's not getting that it from me. No, nah, yeah, it was insulting. He is so. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, absolutely is. But his character was bullshit, and I'm sorry, I don't trust a male gynecologist. It's just not for me. <laughs> but did you see him in his underwear and walking around those grey sweatpants with no shirt? Like, Jesus fucking but Christ. But, Paul, he was closeted. He's closeted. He couldn't be himself. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't that help? <laughs> <laughs> like... The fact that he's closeted means that there's a slight chance there. That Like, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Paul, anyone that doesn't want to, like, wave you around as the trophy that you are is not getting a hot from me. I mean, he was very attractive. but He was extremely attractive. <laughs> he was a doctor. Like, the only, I think, at the bachelor party, he said... He was telling him not to, like... He's I, like, hey man, don't don't tell his wife that he's been like hanging out with a bunch of strippers and like banging him and stuff. He's like, be cool. That's his attempt at being a good guy. Yeah, it's like protecting <laughs> other men that are doing dodgy shit. Absolutely. See, I thought he was going to be like the best friend in Bad Johnson, who was kind of like he wasn't as bad as the other one. And I think he was who kind of like to that. Just as bad. But he did say at the bachelor party when they're making a toast, he said, "Marriage is the only war war where you sleep with the enemy." And I was like, "That's shit." <laughs> I was like, "I wish they cut that out because that." Yeah. So that's the only mark I have against him. But otherwise, like ten out of ten, he's out of all the people in the films. Like he is like keyboard guy level of hot. He is hot, 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 hot. See, this is how I know I'm not into dudes. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> this is like the the bland, like short haircut white guy that I I don't understand. Where you're like, oh, yeah, he's man, not for like- me, but like I understand that he's good looking. But this is a pure example of he's a mannequin. No, no, yeah, but this is a pure <laughs> example of you don't have to like have an emotional connection to someone to find them attractive. It's like this guy's a fucking dickhead, but like I could still recognize he was a good looking dude. So he doesn't know it. His character didn't know anything. Whereas the other guy, I like he looked exactly the same, but is it the fact that you feared for your safety around yeah, him? Yeah, pretty that? much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, out of the two, Doc it was definitely the hotter out of Doc and Sam, but um yeah, I mean, you deserve Sam, better, Paul. Look, if you give me Doc, I'm not going to be complaining. But Morgan Fairchild as Lulu, the um, client of their—I didn't even mention the fact that they work for a lingerie <laughs> business. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she's kind of like this uh, sexy older client of them that's also sleeping with the disgusting boss. Um, what did we think? Hot or not? I think she's like one of those sad Hollywood like. She was very plastic and, yeah. like, that's what Hollywood has made her be. 
I, I found it very off-putting, the fact that she'd walk into a room with other people in it and start talk talking about-, <laughs> about sexual kinks with her partner in front of other people. Yeah. I just find that really repulsive. And like, I used to work at a place swap? where that happened and it was oh, like- Oh, really? Yeah. Like this like, bad? Not this bad, but the, like the boss was like clearly into like his like whips and chains and would be very open about it. And it's like, that's cool and all, but- uh- <laughs> This is a place of work. <laughs> but even, even if it was someone talking to me, like I like whips and chains, whatever- I don't find that as awful as two people getting like super lovey dovey in front of me and talking about like, like basically it was really good last night when you <laughs> when you use that spatula on my ass blah 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 <laughs> and it's like this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's getting a knot. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. I just feel like I feel sorry for her for her character. So I feel like just. Let's all give Margaret a hot to hopefully give her enough confidence to not yes. have to feel like she needs a Sam in her life. Yes. Um, she, yeah. She seemed like a nice person. And they were trying to make yeah. her like the sexy librarian type as well. She was like this bookish, mm. like takes off the glasses kind of thing. It, it, you know, mm. it, it, every woman was like some sort of archetype in this. It was like a screaming banshee or like a full-on sex pod or a whore or a mousy, you know, it, it was insinuating. I, I, I love it how, was like, insulting. Yeah. I love how Sam is like, like at the end of the film, he's like crushed it as the cousin who's come in and, and taken over his job. <laughs> and then he's like, they're like, you're so good. You've got a promotion. He's like, no, that promotion's not for me. Margaret's the one who came up with those ideas. Give her the promotion. And they're like, okay. <laughs> it's like, Woman so who's do worked you here for two weeks. Te- it's like, do you mean to tell me that she did all the work on this for you? And like, he, and you fucking like took all the credit for that until the very last second? That's some bullshit. Why don't you let Margaret do that? If you're such a good guy, why don't you let Margaret do the presentation? But do you know the other thing is that Margaret's presentation was fucking trash. It was this disgusting, like, uh, uh, fucking bar graph that looked like it was made like in in ninety seven. Also, of please words. riddle me: what lingerie campaign needs this chart that you've made? <laughs> They're like, as you can see, the, our, our latest models really uh, resonate with people between eighteen and thirty. I'm like, what the actual fuck is this? Ugliest font ever so used on this weird. graph as well. I know, and like horrible plastic Manila fold. Like, just yeah, the set design didn't even try. Ah, oh, fucking hell, this film. <laughs> All right, let's get to Opinion Swap, where we find some interesting reviews of Sam from across the interwebs. Uh, before you start, I feel like I read a really funny one on the actual comment section of the of one of the videos you sent. Uh, so yeah, on the uh, on the red carpet with the uh, producer and the writer and Natalie yeah. K- uh, Kent, there was yeah. a guy right. I feel bad for Sam. Why couldn't he have just turned back at the end and learned his lesson? And why do you have to agree to do all this girly stuff and get a makeover? (laughs) 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 That was his takeaway. (laughs) So can we all agree that the, the optimal ending of this film is he goes into the shop, he drinks the tea, turns back into a man, goes out, out, and Pasha's his best friend. 
Yes. That would have been that, absolute <laughs> redemption. I would have yeah. loved it. Highly disagree. Yeah. My really? ultimate ending is yeah. he goes inside, you see lights going upstairs as he climbs <laughs> to the top of the building and jumps <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, and you then, know, like, so- pushes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You know, sometimes you fantasize in films about other things happening to make it more interesting. When, when he first goes into that coffee shop, into the curiosity shop, and is sitting there and he's drinking his tea and the other guy is saying that, like, boring speech about American history, in my mind... Sam just picks up the the mug and throws it at the other guy's head, <laughs> and that legit that that image made me laugh more than anything in the film. <laughs> and because that is probably what the real character would have done. Would do. He was an asshole. Okay. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> All right. So this one's from Letterboxd. Um, and it's written by Ariana Kanchian, who gives it one, uh, sorry, who gives it half a star. And she says, this movie would have been better if it had just shot me in the head to begin with. <laughs> 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 oh, it's funny because Brendan pretty much just said the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, so this one's from Cat Out on uh, IMDb. He gives it. Two, two out of ten. Is this a real movie? <laughs> Although I admit to having slightly enjoyed this comedy, it doesn't feel like a real movie. It feels like a Christian woman's guilty gay fan fiction. <laughs> Thank God for Natalie Nepp. Because, uh, sorry. Thank God for Natalie Nepp because the scenes where Sam is a man are absolutely terrible. Bad acting, poor screenplay, horrible chemistry between the characters. Any of these is a good guess to when it comes to the reason why the first 15 minutes want to make you kill someone. Nothing <laughs> makes any sense, and the movie acts as if you should just disregard that and go with it. Sam as a man isn't just your run-of-the-mill rom-com asshole. He's a straight-up dick with no respect for anyone but himself, including his best friend. Is it because he's apparently in love with him? Do these feelings only appear when he is a girl? All the all of these are great questions that the movie does not answer. Thank you. The love story makes <laughs> no sense. The love story makes no sense and somehow it's still the best part of this movie. <laughs> I've read work by children that make more sense than this movie. If you expect a good movie, I suggest you move on to something else. If you're bored and have barely any standards, this is the movie for you. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> like this is the the most like shocking part of this whole whole ordeal, Paul, yeah. is people have watched this on their own accord. <laughs> like, why, why are people watching this film? Yeah, there's a million good films out there. <laughs> did they? Did they go? Did they like pick it up and read it backwards? And like, Brooks, Brooks directed this. <laughs> that reminds me. I don't need me. to read that the rest. That reminds me of Paul reflecting on what was the one? Was it Possession with Sarah Michelle yeah. Gellar? Paul, Paul goes, I started watching this movie. I'm just going to watch it. Like, oh my own God. <laughs> All right, and finally, we have uh, another one IMDb from GOHV67796, who gives it 6 out of 10. 
and they say, wouldn't it be nice if you could just find your best friend first without all the garbage of the differences between genders? This is an interesting take on how the world is viewed differently by genders with one major oversight. Any man that has felt the vibrations of a woman's body when having an orgasm would love to know how those prolonged orgasms feel. An orgasm may take longer for a woman to reach, but they are definitely more intense. What? (laughs) (laughs) Who would write that in a film (laughs) review? (laughs) That is so weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I guess these are the thoughts this movie inspires in people. Now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. So I'll get the ball rolling. So my um, my connection actually has three separate connections. The first one is that the main character, whose name is in the title of the film, has three letters in it. <laughs> the next thing is that... Uh, the film is centered around gender as the primary focus of the plot. And the third is that it's a notoriously awful movie. Can you guys guess what it is? No. It's Pat. Yes, we got a winner. <laughs> it's Pat the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, has have either of you seen this film? No. And this is the recommended station part of the yeah. show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> this is another one of my favorite so bad it's good movies. This is a Saturday Night Live movie from 1994 um, starring Julia Sweeney and uh, Dave Foley and Kathy Griffin, among others. Um, and it is about the famous Saturday Night Live character Pat. And the whole concept of Pat is that no one can work out if Pat is male or female. And the whole film is just people trying to work it out and slowly going insane. This and, film And you're not like you're not being hyperbolic. That's literally all this film is about. <laughs> yes. He, it's Pat's neighbor becomes obsessed and starts turning into an, a literal psychopath stalker killer because not knowing what gender Pat is sends him into that spiral. It's an indictment on society's, you know, <laughs> obsession with gender. <laughs> it could be seen as that, or it could be seen as incredibly offensive. It's uh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure Saturday Night Live have retired this character forever, and I think Julia Sweeney has apologised for Pat as a character. But um, it's a fascinating watch because it's a real, like, step into – a different time and a different uh, kind of political view that used to be that. Well, not even political view. It was just so like not even a thing that people considered could even be offensive at the time. Yeah. Um, And it's just a very strange, weird movie. It was a flop. Everyone hated it when it came out. And you can totally see why it's, it's kind of like that anti-comedy, but it wasn't meant to be an anti-comedy, but it it became one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's it's a film that I feel like, especially if you're a Saturday Night Live fan, you should at least watch once because it's just it's just fucking bonkers. So yeah, it is um, weird that I haven't seen it. I feel yeah. Well, mm. I can lend I, you the I DVD. Love yeah. <laughs> I can lend you the DVD. They no longer produce that DVD, so <laughs> it is the collector's item at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it's Pat the movie. 
um, give it a go. Mm. Mm. Brendan. Uh, yeah, similar similar tone. I was going for a similar tone with my my uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my film is called uh, Lawrence Anyways. Have you heard of this film? I have. What no. is it? Uh, it's a French uh, French indie director named Xavier Dolan, uh, who's oh, yeah. done this film, which is about uh, this guy Lawrence who tells his girlfriend uh, Fred that he wants to become a woman, and basically uh, this just real uh, tension between the relationship as this person's going through transitioning and um, seeing it from the perspective of uh, the partner and them trying to to figure out like uh, like what they actually feel about this as they're confronted with the reality of what that means for their relationship and uh yeah it's just a a very very much a a small piece of yeah telling that story and uh i think this movie and that movie are completely different but telling the same story so it it actually (laughs) explores like despite what you look like your attraction to someone like you know, because they're already in a relationship, and it's like that they want to keep it going. Just well, I think it, yeah, it's like yeah. It, it. It. I don't want to spoil anything, but mm. it's basically like, hey, uh, if this was the situation, like, how would you process it? What yeah. would it mean? Like, mm. um, what are your values? Like, we all say, you know, certain things. I, I'm, I'm quite honest with myself and Katrina. I've said if she became a guy, uh, we'd probably part ways. I'd like to say tight friends, but I don't know if. That that sort yeah. of uh, change would be something I'd want in my relationship. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, a really interesting conversation to have and uh, yeah. ex- explores it incredibly delicately and, uh, you know, um, with a lot of uh, sensitivity. Yeah, oh, Z- Z- Xavier Dolan is actually, yeah, a fantastic filmmaker. I haven't watched this one. Um, I watched his latest on Matthias and Maxime, which was really good and heartbeats was really good so um definitely uh I'll, I'll be interested in watching that one so lucy so i'm um doing like a an actual direct link amazingly yeah. i'm the only one um mm-hmm. like there actually is someone in this movie that you can link stuff to so you know the um guy that works in the ye oldie curiosity shop Stacy Keach. That guy, yeah. So yeah. he <laughs> was in um, this movie, Nebraska. Have you seen it? Yeah. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. So what With about Will you, Brendan? Forte. Yeah. Ah, I never saw it. Yeah. It's black and white? Yeah. And yeah. it's got a, Will, that other old guy? <laughs> uh, Bruce Dern, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Will Forte plays a guy and uh, Bruce Dern is his dad. And he's like, uh, Bruce Dern is like an old grumpy curmudgeon and for whatever reason will forte has to like drive him across the country to claim a sweepstakes prize you know like one of those phony things like and Mm. yeah so it's sort of like a road movie and it explores their family connection and the mum character is also really good and it's yeah beautifully shot it's black and white and it you know lots Mm. of like scenery of that area of america and um, I thought it was a really beautiful movie. I think it got a lot of like Oscar nods and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that dude was in it. I think he had a very minor role, but <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, that guy's mm-hmm. been heaps of stuff. Yeah, uh, Stacey Keach, like uh, all Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, 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 Thirty Rock. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, Nebraska is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Well deserved of uh, all the awards attention it got. Yeah. So. And remember at the Oscars when like Laura Dern like read out the thing for like yeah. her dad being nominated. So beautiful. I love Laura. So yeah. Much. Right. Where are we ranking, Sam, among the films that we've covered for the podcast? Oh, it's so interesting how, like, I just dived and it's like, it's like throwing, like, a golf ball in the pool and it's trying to, like, find its, like, you know, <laughs> sort of s- <laughs> its level. Because it just dived right down and then I hit, like, I went straight past Shaggy Dog and then I hit Bad Johnson and I started to slow down to Sex Trip, The Cobbler, <laughs> really to a kiss. And so it is welcomed uh, family down there. So I'm going to just put it in with the other two misogynist uh, swaps. And I'm going to say Bad Johnson was slightly better. Ah, uh, oh, sex trip in this one is so tight. I'm going to give it, I'm going to flip a coin. It's <laughs> sex trip last and this one in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So between- nice misogyny sandwich. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the devil's threesome. Um, <laughs> so um, the sex trip is last on my list, and yeah. I am putting it just above the sex trip, only because I think that all these movies we've watched, I think Sam is a very clever title for one of these movies. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> that's only reason that it's not better than the sex trip. Yeah. The only reason I didn't give it, I put it just above the sex trip is because I feel like they're the exact same people making this film, the same thought process. Yeah. This one, they just accidentally did something sort of uh, unique and interesting <laughs> by accident. I am not going to put it as low as you guys did. We can't be friends anymore. I'm actually outraged with both of you how high the sex trip is on your list. <laughs> um, I I actually think- It's, it's, it's seven from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Too high? Yes. <laughs> uh, I am going to also place this near the other misogyny movies. I'm going to put this in between Switched and Bad Johnson. So out of the three misogyny films, Bad Johnson, Sex Trip, and this, this is the best of those three, in my opinion. The best. Yeah, of those three. Well. Because, purely because. Of the title? Of the title, yeah. No, because. It's clever. It's clever. Of the sexy best friend, like <laughs> if it was just if it was just him reading the dictionary for two hours, I probably would have just given this higher than those two movies. He was so beautiful, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so next episode, uh, any predictions? No, Ooh, swap film, definitely a yeah. swap film. What do you what, uh, what do you what do you want? What do you want in the next episode? Face off, <sighs> <laughs> please, guys, come on. Um, COVID, so I have to take two weeks off. <laughs> it's a Zoom fucking call, Brendan. <laughs> you can't use that as an excuse. Um, I I would like an animated swap film. We just okay. did so. Oh yeah, I want to delay Paul from telling me because yes, the dread. <laughs> yep. What do you got for us, guy? I knew that you guys uh, suffered through this one. You didn't 
make that subtle even before we recorded that episode. So <laughs> I thought I'd do something nice for you guys and do something I know for sure you're going to love because you've both watched it before and I know you both like it. So mm-hmm. uh, you will be re-watching the 1999 Spike Jones charlie Kaufman joint being John Malkovich. Oh, wow. Yay! That is amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah, yeah me wow. either. I haven't watched it since 99 myself and I think I was a bit too young for it back then. Like I didn't quite jive with it and I feel like I'm going to love it this time around. So... Yeah, so I feel like I was I was very yeah, I was I would have been my uh, later teens. Mm-hmm. Um and I I remember loving it, but I'm sure I missed a whole bunch of stuff. Um uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Have you seen it in a while, Lucy? Uh maybe like five years ago. So not super recently, but like I definitely watched it since it's come out. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, so um yeah, that should be a good one. So until then oh I was Paul Mitzi and uh you're a piece of shit if you don't review us on iTunes. I was Lucy Thomas and <laughs> uh, you're all good people. And I was Brendan Levi. Um recycle, it's good for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.